Welcome to the Jesus Loves Me podcast. That's Jenna Rowling. And that is Sharon Lucy. And it is a cold day. Yes, which is kind of nice because soon enough it's going to be so hot. I know. That we're going to be stuck in the house during the middle of the day or stuck at work or wherever we're at in the air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Enough of that. Enough of that. <laughs> right. Yes, we do talk about the weather a lot on here. Uh, right. But, you know, it kind of dictate, dictates our days at times. Yes, it does. So today's kind of a gloomy, gloomy looking day, but it's still awesome. Yeah. Mm. And it's April, so we still have June gloom coming. Yes, true. Praise the Lord. June gloom. Yeah, sometimes it's cold all the way to 4th of July. Yes. And we could use more rain. Mm-hmm. So, hey. It's on the prayer list. It is on the prayer list, for sure. So today we're talking about a subject that I am personally having a hard time with. It's about healing and God's desire for us to be whole. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know where to start because I've had this strange journey with, with healing. And especially over the past like five to seven years, I've gotten really sick and been diagnosed with a plethora of not only just diseases and conditions and syndromes, but many rare ones, which makes it all even harder. Yeah. And we bring that up because... Because? We still believe God heals today. And he is going to heal Jenna completely. Yes. I do believe I will be healed. I don't know when that's going to happen. And today would be good. (laughs) Right? Today would be great. (laughs) I was... uh, pulling out my medications to take this morning and I counted them Mm -hmm. and I have 16 prescriptions that are active. Oh man. And I take 12 every day. Wow. Yeah. Like that's just insanity. I can't even take a vitamin half the time. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Can't even get that down my throat. (laughs) Right. I know. And I, yeah. So so it's it's hard. It's hard to be a Christian person when we know that Jesus has already done all the work. Yes, and he died for us to be whole. Right. He knew. It wasn't a surprise that Satan would come to kill, steal, and destroy in this world and bring destruction, especially we're seeing more of it uncovered today. Right. In so many forms. And... um he did it so that we can have the wholeness. In the garden, they were perfect. Right. And I mean perfect. They were whole. They were emotionally whole. They were in the presence of God. They were in the glory of God. They didn't even have clothes on. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the whole person is made up of your emotions, your mental state, your physical state, and your spiritual state. Yes. So you have all of these components that make up wholeness. And so we're all broken in some of these areas or all of these areas because of where we're at in history mm-hmm. with the human condition. We all have something that we need to be healed from mm-hmm. in some way. Um, and that's just because of what you said. The enemy has been working to kill, steal, and destroy our lives. Yeah. So, And I'm going to address that too. This is a little background information. Lucifer who is, we now call Satan, is a created being, and he led worship in heaven. So we took his place. So he's mad. Yeah. He is mad. And he has 
been planning and planning and planning. Uh, he has a master plan. You have to understand that, that he is not for your good. But we have to tell you today, God is. Yes. And he, Satan is also ticked off because we were made not only to take his place or like, like we were made above him. On top of it. In our creation mm -hmm. as human beings. Mm -hmm. And so we had more. We're, we've been given a free will, which Satan didn't have. Well, some people say he did because he was able to choose to fall. But the thing he doesn't have is the ability to create. Yes, he can only copy. He can only copy. And, and we were made to create. Yes. Um, we were made to reproduce and that was a big thing. We were always supposed to go into the earth and multiply. You know, that. how many times did the Bible say that to someone, you know? So we're creators and co-creators with God. Mm -hmm. And Satan's a little ticked about that. Yeah, he's way, he's way ticked off about all yes. that. Yes. So I just want to read this verse because where I was going with, with that saying it was difficult as a Christian to talk about healing is because of Isaiah 53, 4 through 5. Now, I'm reading this out of the Passion Translation. It says, Yet he was, talking about Jesus, yet he was the one who carried our sicknesses and endured the torment of our sufferings. We viewed him as one who was being punished for something he himself had done, as one who was struck down by God and brought low. But it was because of our rebellious deeds that he was pierced, and because of our sins that he was crushed. And he heard, he endured the punishment that made us completely whole. And in his wounding, we found our healing. Yes. So a lot of people will say, well, we already have victory because of Jesus. And that's true. However, we're here living in the human condition right now. And we are suffering and we do have sicknesses. And we still have to walk it out. And we have to walk it out. And and that is that's been a really hard one for me personally because I don't I can't even tell you how many times I've asked God to heal me or have been prayed for for healing. And how many times people who were praying for me for healing basically gave me a really hard time about the fact that Isaiah 53 says by his stripes we were healed. Right. And that I'm supposed to think, I'm supposed to walk in victory. And it's like, yes, I want to walk in victory. I want to be healed. I, I can see that in the future. But then today, I'm having symptoms of illnesses and having to take, you know, 12 medications. So, and, and literally, I'm going to tell this story, it just briefly, but... Sharon and I went to a women's group meeting and we were speaking. Sharon started off talking about um, love. Yes, and you were worthy. Yes, and how worthy we are. And somewhere along the line, I stepped in and I was about to say something about needing healing and the love of God. And I began by saying something like, well, I have these medical conditions that's all I got out before someone interrupted me from the group and told me that I have victory and I've been healed and I shouldn't think that way and and then on top of that another person piped in 
And she literally berated me for not taking victory and for saying I have for 15 minutes. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. It was very brutal. It was sad. And unfortunately, God told me I couldn't, I couldn't interrupt her and I couldn't say anything about it. Right. I had to sit there and listen. And he also told Sharon she had to not speak about it, not interrupt. He told the pastor's wife not to interrupt. And he told another one of our friends not to interrupt her as she was berating me about this healing and basically not having enough faith to be healed right now. Mm-hmm. And that left me crying hysterically. Yes, and all of all the others of us that were told to be quiet, more pissed off than you can imagine, but we knew, go ahead. Yeah, we knew that God had some a plan. He <laughs> had a plan, you know, he, and he always does. So he allowed her to do that to me, the both of these women. He allowed that because ultimately it ended up changing the entire structure of the women's meeting and it brought out some truth that there was some um, there were some underlying problems with the group that Sharon and I didn't know about because it was our first time there. Yeah, and the pastor's wife had asked me to speak. The Lord told her to have me speak. And I didn't get very far either. And I was told that my subject matter, what did she say? Was like, not, not to demean it, but, and she went on the same, the very first one that started in on Jana. Yeah. So there was some stuff that really was, we stirred yeah. up. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine going to a meeting, meeting people you've never met before, and you're the guest speaker, and them treating you that way? Mm-hmm. Like, can you, can I, I can't even fathom that that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was so disrespectful, mm-hmm. so horrible. But anyway, I say that all because it's, it's hard to say I have been diagnosed with or I have this disease or that disease because if we say I have, we're putting those words out into the atmosphere that are basically... We're owning it. We're owning it, right? And so there's this, this thing where it's like it's a label. You know, a sickness is a label, especially in mental illness. We think of it as a label, but... We have to understand the label and kind of accept the label before we can get rid of the label, if that makes any sense. Like we have to, we have to acknowledge that this is a problem in our life and we need healing in this area before we can go, okay, now I'm willing to let this go and I want to be healed, you know, and you know, why God hasn't healed me and why I ended up with five rare diseases plus others and the others being things like stage two kidney disease and um, my liver's a little damaged and uh, diabetes and several other things that have come about because of those five rare diseases. So, you know, I'm, I, I am dealing with healing in my life on a significant level. I'm, I'm in a, a ton of pain and it's just unbearable. And, and I, you know, I, when I first started getting these diagnoses, I was like, what did I do to deserve this? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what did I do? Yeah, we feel like we're being punished when we've been, we have destruction in our life. Yeah, and especially when it's something that God's not answering your prayers for. Mm-hmm. And it's staying there, mm-hmm. you know. And so I had to realize that it's, oh, oh, and on that point, 
other people have asked me, what did you do? What are you, where are you sinning in your life? And they don't. Yeah. And I think we could even do a different podcast, but I will say this. First of all, to testify to the power of God in Jana, when you see her, you would never know she's sick ever. You would never, ever know. Okay. She's going to cry. I'm going to cry. I know. I hide it well. (laughs) Well, but you just don't look like you're sick either. But that's the power of God. Um, They've often said that to me because I have other shattered places in my person. And they'll say things to me like, well, you don't look like this or that didn't happen. Or really? What? Oh, that really? You know, if they even ask. Right. But um, the suffering that we agree to with the Lord is for a purpose. Right. So I think... That's a very misunderstood thing in our culture, especially. Oh, it's huge. Let alone the churches. Yeah. Um, you're not allowed to suffer. And that's just a, I take it in a lot of times as the people don't understand God very much. Yeah. Or don't or his read ways. their Bible because exactly. we're supposed to suffer like Christ suffered. Yeah. If you're, if you're a true disciple and you're really like <clears throat> pursuing him, the enemy's going to come at you also with something. Oh, yeah. And the very thing that he comes at you with is the very thing that God's going to glorify himself in. And it will be profound and large, uh, especially because we're getting ready for this revival. It doesn't mean that um, you're a bad person or you did something wrong. It, sh- it feels like it a lot of times. Yeah, it does. I have a lot of shattering in other areas, and you just go, Really? And then God only allowed me recently in part of my step to find out what was going on, but it actually put me in a place for God to, um, uh, what's the word, um, fill me back up, if you will, because I don't want to go into the details. But beside that, it has a lot to do with if you're going a certain direction with the Lord, you're not going to always see why, you're not going to always know all the details why. He's going to bring you of a place of complete healing and we're going to, there, there's a scripture, this is terrible, I don't have it, but when we suffer with him, we also, also glory with him. They always say, oh, you're not going to get any God's glory. No, we're not taking it. We're suffering with him. We're going to um, show it. We're going to express it. So in that, you know, there's purpose for the suffering. Yes. But he does heal. He will heal. And it doesn't mean that he isn't. I'm I'm even seeing stuff in the spirit right now. Like, okay, so you light a match to a fuse. And as as the fuse is burning up, he's healing from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So the healing is going on even while we're still suffering. Right. And we can't see it. We can't feel it. Sometimes we don't know it. But he does heal. Yes, absolutely. He will. And he will heal instantly or it will be a process. It's right. Just, you know, and most of us are going through a process right now. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. And like Sharon said, I don't look sick because all of my diseases, um, most of them, do not manifest physically. They manifest on the inside of my body, not necessarily the outside. There's one disease that manifests on the outside. And... You know, and it's my feet, and they turn all sorts of shades of red and purple, and they get swollen and and stuff like that mm-hmm. as part of one of those conditions that I have. But um, I wanted to bring up invisible illnesses. 
Yes, I worked in physical therapy. I'm very well aware of yeah. visible pain. Invisible pain, invisible. <clears throat> and so a lot of mental illnesses can be, mm-hmm. uh, are invisible disabilities. They're invisible illnesses. I actually, um, I, I give to the invisible illnesses. No, it's invisibledisabilities.org, mm-hmm. um, which is a really fantastic organization. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, you look at people and it's like, you can't see their, their pain, pain and suffering mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just don't know what's going on underneath, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so this, this is a really tough topic for me. And then, and then we have to talk about faith, mm-hmm. you know, because people will say, and I've been told this, I don't, again, I don't know how many times you need more faith. Mm-hmm. Like I would be healed if I had more faith. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of faith. She does. So it's like, that's not true. Um, now, in, in scriptures, whenever Jesus healed, he, there were different levels of faith or there was no faith mm-hmm. involved or it was someone else's faith mm-hmm. that Jesus decided to heal the person fr- from. You know, it was so faith is a component, but it's God's mercy. Scripture says so. Yeah, that actually heals us. It's God's mercy. You know, he decides when we're going to be healed. And honestly, like, you, I, I want to bring up martyrs for Christ. You know, God asks them, will you die for me? Mm-hmm. And that can be a death in another country in a, the form of a beheading or assassination. It could be an illness that kills you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but mm-hmm. God does occasionally ask people <clears throat> to sort of drink a cup of suffering, mm-hmm. which is what He did with me, and I agreed to it because it was God, and I wasn't going to say no, and I know that He's using my medical conditions and my levels of healing and things like that as a testimony mm-hmm. and a witness for others. Mm-hmm. Because in so many ways, even though I'm still sick, I've mm-hmm. been healed mm-hmm. a lot mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just going through all this hard, these hard times, and he's even healed me to some degree physically in cert- with certain conditions. And medical technology has come in where I have a, a spinal cord stimulator implant in my back, and without that, I could hardly get out of bed. You know, because the pain is so excruciating. So, you know, that and medications, which is also technology of God. You know, God created people. He created people to, to craft medications. It's Medications are not evil, per se, unless they're narcotics. <laughs> and then they're only evil because they hurt your body. And people become addicted. So um, we can think about it that way. But... Um, yeah, so I don't know. This is a tough one for me. It really is tough to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's read a couple more scriptures. Sure. <clears throat> Psalm 147.3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen to that one. And then we have another one. And there's many in the word. Oh, my gosh. So many. <laughs> Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Wow. And Jesus is the word. Right. 
So that's, to me, another scripture that points towards his death on the cross also. Yes, yes. And I have, I have Psalm 103, 2 through 4. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. Mm-hmm. So he heals all diseases, mm-hmm. every disease. Yeah, they always state that the 49 lashes were the 49 root diseases. Oh, wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I have James 5, 14 to 15, that says, Are any sick among you? Then ask the elders of the church to come and pray over the sick and anoint them with oil in the name of our Lord. And the prayer of faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will raise them up, and if they have committed sins, they will be forgiven. So again, it goes back to, well, it's, it's prayer, and it's the Lord forgiving mm-hmm. sin and in his mercy and goodness. You know, like, like I don't know if Sharon said it or I said it earlier, you know, what we're shooting for is God's will for us. God's will is that we are healed. A hundred percent. That we can't doubt that at all. God wants us to be healed. But he doesn't always do it right away. Or he, you know right. what I mean? And so we have to be patient mm-hmm. and learn lessons in the meantime and grow and change and do all we can to be a good servant of the Lord, even though we're sick and suffering. You know, I think, well, I think of, of Paul's thorn in his side and I think of how, you know, he asked, he asked multiple times to be healed and God said, my grace is sufficient for you. And, and I'm paraphrasing now, in, in our weakness, he is strong. Mm-hmm. So it's when we are weak and humble and obedient and have a mindset of being a servant that he, he is strong through us. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to use us no matter if we're sick. You know, and I, I always had this thing about... Um, you know, I had started going to this one church and I was in a wheelchair at the time. And which, thank God, because of the DRG spinal cord stimulator implant, I can now walk more and have to use the wheelchair a whole lot less. But um, I was in a wheelchair and I thought, you know, as, as a mature Christian, I was like, you know what? These people are never going to let me pray for others because I'm in a wheelchair. Right, and that's that religious spirit. Yeah, it's that <clears throat> that religious spirit that just, you know, it's like I didn't look the part mm-hmm. of someone who could pray for healing for mm-hmm. someone else, mm-hmm. you know, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It it really is. Mm-hmm. So, because it was, it was judgment. Right. I was being judged. Right. Right. And they have no clue. Right. Yeah. They, they have no clue. And it's sad, but sometimes the people in the world are nicer to us than it's true. Than the, Christians. Uh, yeah, the Christians or that religious mindset, which is just really fear and control. They want to put you in a box and, you know, you're supposed to look and act a certain way and that doesn't work for them. So then you're just discarded, basically. Right. You know, and I'm, I'm going to say this. Not all churches are like that. Not everybody in a church is like that. But there are more of them than I care to like know about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And and another weird thing is that I'd be in a wheelchair and I would go up for prayer and I would ask for prayer for something like a project I'm working on mm-hmm. or, you know, something other than pray for me to walk right now because I knew I had already drank that sup of, cup of suffering and I already asked God that day, which I ask him every day, is this the day you're going to heal me? You know, and he was like, not today. You know, so I already knew that that wasn't going to happen. So I wanted to pray for something else that was important in my life. And and I've ha- literally had people totally ignore what I was asking for for prayer and start praying for me for my feet. And it's like, no, that's not what I asked you to pray for. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, um, and and. You know, it didn't come to fruition, you know, their prayers on that subject. Not yet. It's it's happening slowly, I believe. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm able to walk a little bit more than I could before, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know what uh, this whole thing about faith, you know, I, I don't know. Trusting God. Faith is actually trusting God. If you look up the word faith in the Hebrew, means dependable, absolute. There's a a bunch of things that it means that are good and positive. So I like to often use the word trusting God's process in the healing. That's what your faith is. You're trusting him and his word. Right. So sometimes people throw faith around like your faith, your faith. Well, what are you talking about? And they use it in the wrong context. Yes. So I'm trying to make it clear for the listeners you know, trusting God, no matter what it looks like, is really freaking hard. Mm-hmm. Is so hard because what didn't you pull up the scripture? Your ways are not my ways. Oh, <clears throat> you want to read that? No, yeah, I didn't pull it up. Oh, you didn't? No, write not, it up. not for this. It was for <clears throat> something else. Oh, I'm sorry. But anyway, his ways aren't our ways. Right. So when he, he has us in a position, like Jen and I are both in very not normal positions, if you will. Right. We have to trust what God is doing because we don't look like who we are and we're very misunderstood. Yes. We're very misunderstood. Yes. And he has us, he, it's like he has us in the secret place all the time. Right. We're always in his presence, whether we're doing the dishes, it doesn't matter. He's always talking. We're always listening. Uh, but it's trusting whatever he's doing is not going to... <laughs> Mess up your world, your world of thinking, how you think something should go, how it should happen. Mm -hmm. You know, we're putting him in a box when we don't trust him. And we all have it. We all have the fear. We're all like, oh, don't touch my heartstrings. Don't do this. Don't do that to me. Like, you know, we we become a little more aware as time goes on if we're in that faith walk. And uh, yeah, it was Abraham. Get all my patriarchs mixed up. Mm -hmm. You know, they took him out of... um, you know, one land and put him in another and he had to trust God what God was doing. Same thing with Noah. You know, like, come on, build a boat. 150 years, build a boat or 120 or whatever it was. 120, I think. Preaching the whole time. Now you're going to get all the animals on this thing and then you're going to close the door and then it's going to rain. Now, really? Yeah, and as they say, Noah always looks stupid until he shut the door and then it started raining and they've never seen rain before. And he also says he also opened up the vents in the earth to let the water. So we, we have all these crazy things about how we look to others. So the healing process is about trusting what God tells you to do with your, your walk for your healing. 
whether it's emotional, physical, spiritual, <clears throat> God's always told me, he says, you're unorthodox. You're going to do unorthodox things. Well, that means I'm going to look pretty stupid to lots of people. Right. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, fit the mold. Right. So in the trust thing, which is really faith, if faith is trusting God, what he's doing, um, try to use that word if it's hard to get, because I used to have a hard time with the word faith. Like, what do you mean? So then I start looking up. God start talking to me. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. Right. Only because it was given to me in kind of a, an elusive way. Don't, don't look at what it looks like to everybody else when you're getting healed. And the only way you can know what it looks like for yourself is to have a relationship with God. Amen. You have to be able to hear God. Amen. My sheep hear my voice. Yeah. There's, we are supposed to hear the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're in a position where you're not hearing the Lord, how can you possibly follow him in, in alignment with him mm-hmm. for his will for your life mm-hmm. specifically? And we're very unique. Yes. Everyone has a different walk. And he requires obedience in different ways from every person. And so for me, he's requiring obedience in still walking out my healing. As And as I go, I'm still doing ministry. I'm still, we're podcasting. We're writing blogs. We're doing uh, video casts. We're doing uh, interview testimonials of people. We, I make art in all sorts of ways and use my creativity. We write books. We're in the middle of three of them right now. We're in the middle of multiple books. Check out our books page, by the way. And you can find us on Amazon, both Sharon and I, just by searching for our names. Um, Mm -hmm. Sharon Luzzi and Jana Rowling. Mm -hmm. So I'm still walking it out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and and the thing that sucks is the judgment from other people. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and, and people don't know that I'm sick because I don't tell them. Mm-hmm. And the only way they know is when it manifests physically. Mm-hmm. And I have a, a non-epileptic seizure or I uh, fall down or I get really super dizzy and I have to stop what I'm doing and sit down or lay down. Um, people look at that and they don't understand it mm-hmm. and they judge me. Mm-hmm. And so they don't even know that I've written all these books and mm-hmm. that I've had this you know, successful career in my background mm-hmm. and that I'm educated in the, like all the things that you and I have gone through in mm-hmm. our lives mm-hmm. and all the meat that we have eaten from the Lord, you know, they don't know that because mm-hmm. they're looking at the fact that I just walked really crooked and almost fell down. <laughs> I know, right? You know, like <laughs> they're looking at me like something's wrong with her. Right. She must be in sin. Right. She must not have enough faith. Right. You know, and, and it's like, oh, please just stop. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. stop the judge- judgment. Mm-hmm. You it, know, yeah, it gets really old. It's time to love people and to offer them prayer mm-hmm. for healing. Mm-hmm. If you see someone in pain, offer prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not hard, and it's, it's and you can do it anywhere. You can do it anywhere, and we're supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. That's our job. Mm-hmm. We are to be servants of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, and and yeah, uh, um, oh my gosh, don't get me started. You got me started. I don't even want to talk about the church and the people in the church. I actually got called. This is an example. Sorry, I have to say it out loud. I got called. We live. I live. At that time, I was in Rancho Cucamonga, but San Bernardino County. I'm just giving you a distance factor here. And I got called from someone in Orange County for prayer because they heard how I prayed. And I'm like, what? I didn't even know you people. Like, how did that happen? 
And mind you, this wasn't from a church bunch people. This was from a friend of a friend. So this girl had a uh, heart replacement and a lung replacement. And she had gone to UCLA. She had a hole in her heart. She was old enough. They didn't know how to fix that when she was born. And um, so they called me because her Lutheran pastor would not come down and pray for her in her home. And she was very ill. So they're that really right. <laughs> Just right. sad stories like that you hear. Yeah. And I mean, we both have those stories of just like, I mean, I've had stories as, you know, I've been able to be used by God to heal somebody mm-hmm. who was going to die. Mm-hmm. And I've been used to heal other minor things. God's going to do it however he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And he's going to do it whomever through, you know, who whomever through he's going to do it. And we just have to trust him, be patient, keep our faith, you know, like know that we are faithful to him because he is faithful to us. That was I don't know. Wrong, I don't know if we went uh... random and we went all over the place because of, because of my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm being very vulnerable here. Don't judge. Please. <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. Yeah. Yeah. This was good. Mm-hmm. So we're going to sign off. And don't forget to spread the word. And be you, share you. Bye. Bye.